Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. This week's episode is part two of our recording with the host of Trivial Warfare, Mr. Jonathan Oaks. If you're going to start listening to this episode, I assume that means you have listened to last week's episode. If you haven't, stop now. Go back and listen to last week's episode so you know where this week's episode picks up. We are halfway through our game of Leah and Jonathan taking on the two winningest players in pub trivia experience history, Steven and Mike, and we're going to see if Leah and Jonathan can make an epic comeback and pull this out. Like we did last week, I've cut a lot of the banter and stuff out between questions. I have moved a lot of that to the post credit section after this episode, so if that's something that you're interested in, you can find a lot of that banter and kind of comings and goings after the roll music at the end of the episode. We hope you enjoy it. But for now, let's get into it. Leah and Jonathan, Stephen and Mike, may the best team win. So your scores right now sit at 1602 for Mike and Steven to 902 for Jonathan and Leah. I'm sorry. What are you sorry about? I've talked us out of a good 700 points. That's true. He has. Okay. But Jonathan and Leah. If we had gone with your answers to two questions, we would be tied. Okay. Jonathan and Leah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Okay, well, is there any 400s left? There's only hodgepodge. Hodgepodge is left. There's know. a hodgepodge 400, and frankly, we probably have to take a stab at it, to be honest yeah. with you. I th- yeah, yeah, I definitely think, because there's not that many even 300s left. There's only a couple. No, so there's there's to- still four 300s left. We need to go with the higher numbers and just hope for the best. Yeah, maybe we can get lucky here. Hodgepodge for 400. What is the name of the chemical reaction that causes certain foods to turn golden brown during cooking? Mike and Steven, do you want to rebound? Uh, not a chance for me. No. <laughs> no. Okay, no rebounds here. Jonathan and Leah, you can talk it out. And by the way, this question is submitted to us by friend of the show, Jeremy Blythe. Oh, Jeremy. Thank He's you, Jeremy. A culinary teacher. Yeah, the I don't know. Chemical reaction called cooking? <laughs> Do you want the question again? Yes. Sure. What is the name of the chemical reaction that causes certain foods to turn golden brown during cooking? No, when All I right. cook things, I say you're going to brown them. So like no, Leah, these. Leah, this is going to be like a bread, right? What kind of what kind of things turn golden brown? Let's figure that part out first. Like cookies, do they turn golden brown or bread? Kind of. Like bread goes from, yeah, bread goes from a white loaf, like a white thing in the, in the, like if you go to Subway Uh and they're cooking their bread, they put the little red, the little white cylinder. And then when it comes out, it's a nice golden brown loaf, right? I guess. I never ask them. They say, do you want to toast this? And I say, no. (laughs) Toasting. We ought to go with toasting. (laughs) (laughs) This is 400, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what this would be. I don't cook. I, All right, uh, let's focus on positive thoughts, not negative okay. thoughts. Okay. Um, I eat food. That's a positive okay. thing. Okay. Um, so this is... But this. Chem- by chemicals? Well, so it's a, he said reaction. So but, it doesn't have to be a chem... Did you say chemical reaction? It is a chemical reaction. Chemical so you reaction. put a chemical on the item and no, it causes no. a reaction? No. What are some culinary terms that you know? Uh, nothing around the changing of color when it comes to food items. No. Um, food is not a good category for me either, sadly. Yeah. Neither science, uh, frankly. <laughs> yeah. So combo platter of crap for me there. Right. Um, I like combos. But I'm trying to think like, yeah, like a pretzel with golden brown. 
Um, what would you call that? Yeah, what would you call that process? You heat it up. It's a. It's a, It's gotta be something that happens when heat is applied. So like they they heat something up, and it changes, changes color, color and and hardness. Um. What could you call it? Oh, these questions are so hard. Well, you know what? We can make something up. Why don't we call it transference? Transference. That's a that's a psychology term because we'd use that at school sometimes. Yep. Yep. Transference. There yeah. we go. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go with transference because yeah. we're transferring our feelings into bread. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> it gets more brown when I'm angry. All right, they have gone with transference. They didn't. They didn't do the rebound thing for this, did they? They did not. No. <laughs> Out of curiosity, no, no. would you have had a guess on this? Transponster. 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 Brownification. Okay, neither of those are right. Okay, Jeremy, this question was too yeah, hard. Don't say. <laughs> so I'm gonna I say. Really this wish a- we hadn't gone 400. <laughs> Um, so this particular answer is a French term. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. We sure are you sure it's not Latin. Mon Dieu, spit it out. <laughs> Here is your answer. And I'm going to play this on YouTube because I can't pronounce it. Maya. What is that? A Maya? Maya. It's actually pronounced. It, it, it's spelled Mayard. M-A-I-L-L-A-R-D. Get the fuck out of here. Myers? I would be happy to. I didn't write oh that question. Oh my god! Hey, four, four, I, four years of French talking. Never heard of that. I ran that question through two people who went through culinary school and a pastry chef, and all three of them knew it. Okay, well, oh, yeah, not, yeah. People. You noticed the sampling of people I that you selected. I'm well, right? I'm well aware what the sampling is. A 400 point question. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Maya is one of the people who sang <laughs> Lady Marmalade. Send, send all hate mail to pubtriviaexperience at gmail.com. And also, you're willing and you're able to come on here and host the show. You're open to it. Can we write Email. a bad oh, he's feeling on defensive. <laughs> okay. Mike and Steven, what are we going with? Uh, we're still ahead, so we might as well go to the 300s. Yeah. So, starting on the left, uh, 300 sports, is that still available? Yep. Nope. No. Nope. No, it is oh, not. No, we got Never that mind. one correct. Oh, uh, then 300 tourism? Yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Agreed. Okay. 300 in tourism. Please be easy. Well, for me to steal. Not for them to wow. get. <laughs> Here. Please be super hard for them, but something I just happen to know. Here is your 300-point question in tourism. Platform 61 is a now unused subway platform near Grand Central Station in New York City. For years, it was used as a private platform for what New York City hotel that is located directly above it? Leah, Jonathan, do you want to rebound? Mommy. I feel like I I have a guess, but I want to try because we have we used our rebounds? We have one one rebound remaining. So we got the other one right? No. No, That's Christopher Marlowe. Oh. Slash Swift. I feel like I have a guess. Uh, I don't know if I want to use it or not. Yeah, I want to rebound. Okay, I have got Leah's answer, Steven and Mike. What do you think? The Waldorf Astoria popped into my head. That's the only hotel I know of in New York. I mean, right? Like, <laughs> um, what is the one Kevin McAllister stays at at Home Alone 2, Lost in the City? Oh, God. I don't know, but uh, the current president of the United States points him very kindly towards the lobby. He is a saint now that I think about it. You know, exactly, right? So, mm-hmm. all right. Let's yeah. think about this, right? The two Muppets that are in the balcony are the Statler and the, Statler and the Waldorf. So Waldorf. could it be the Statler? I didn't even know they were named for that. I just knew that. <laughs> you know, they, they literally said that. I, that's I have that's no clue. How I'm getting here. That's how I'm getting here. You know what? You're clearly more informed. I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Oh, sweet and merciful Jesus. We're screwed. <laughs> no, uh... I don't know that I'm going to come up with anything other than Waldorf Astoria, honestly. I yeah, really, that's, I, that's the one I know of. So That's what I got. Yep, Waldorf Astoria. All right. They have locked in with the Waldorf Astoria. 
Leah's had her face covered for most of their question. There's a reason. Which isn't Leah, filling me with confidence. Leah, do you know, do you want to tell them why you had your face covered for most of that question? Am I allowed to say all my, all my thoughts right now? Yes. Okay, so I was between two. There is the Waldorf Astoria, and there's the Plaza Hotel, which is from Home Alone to Lost in New York. I'm pretty sure they're both right next to each other, and they line up. At, like I'm picturing them from the view of Central Park. And so I was between the Plaza Hotel and the Waldorf Astoria. And so I went with the Waldorf Astoria for the answer for the rebound. The answer is the Waldorf Astoria. Nicely done. Well, at least we don't lose our rebound. Your rebound rebound is still intact, and it's your turn. Jonathan and Leah, what do you think? I don't know. I'm drunk. So we're looking at... um, Either hodgepodge literature... Or advertising oh God for help us, man. His literature questions have been very hard. Okay. Um, you want to do advertising for three hundred? Sure. Let's do advertising three hundred. Okay. Advertising for three hundred. The most expensive TV advertisement of all time was created by Chanel. It was a four-minute movie costing approximately thirty-three million dollars and directed by directed by Baz Luhrmann. This 2004 advertisement featured what actress fleeing from paparazzi through Times Square before taking refuge on a building with a large Chanel sign in lights on the roof? I'm looking for the actress. Mike or Steven, do you want to rebound? I do not. Fuck! I feel like I could get this given enough time, but not off the bat, no. No rebound. Leah and Jonathan, talk it out. What year... Can you say what year it was? 2004. Okay, I put 2003. Um, so Boz Lerman, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Boz Lerman. Yeah, so he did, he does like... Moulin Rouge. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. I went to Nicole Kidman in my head because I know he does, I don't know if he's like a director or he does movie scores. I'm picturing him with music. Like if he's a composer or something. He's a, he's a jack of all trades. He okay. did Everybody Wears Sunscreen that became a hit as kind of like a techno beat song in the 90s. Oh, yeah, that was he weird. did Moulin Rouge. Yeah. He's done a lot of stuff. And Moulin Rouge, so full disclosure, after Moulin Rouge came out, I wrote an article about it in our, my city's newspaper. And it was probably a, between 2002, 2004, sometime around there is when I wrote the article. Okay, I was thinking it might be Nicole Kidman, too, for the same reason. Boz Luhrmann is connected to her from that movie. I don't remember the ad. I don't remember Nicole Kidman being in a Chanel ad. I don't don't remember remember a four-minute advertisement. So we have all that against us, but we at least we have something going for us. Do you want to go with Nicole Kidman? Um, okay, did. so yeah, so I, I'm 100% good with going Nicole Kidman because she seems like someone who would do those like fashion fragrant ads like okay. Chanel or whatever. So yeah, let's, let's go We're Nicole Kidman. We're guessing Nicole Kidman. Whew. Boz Lerman directed Moulin Rouge in 2001. Whew. But the ad features an actress running up the stairs being confronted by, I believe, the guy who played Paolo on Lost. Oh, I like him. And that actress was Nicole Kidman. Oh, thank God. Thank well God. Done. Well we need, done. We needed that one for sure. Yeah, we did. Nicely done. Michael and Steven, the pressure is on you. What do you think? My immediate instinct, because I'm an idiot, is to go the literature trifecta for three. I'm back you up. Literature for three. It's not trifecta. What's the ter- what's the term you're using? Tribond. 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 That's I thought it. you were placing bets. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I bet here, we're not going to know it. Here oh. is your literature question for 300. <laughs> what author is known for the following works? Evangeline... The Song of Hiawatha, and Paul Revere's Ride. I can lock in. Uh, I rebound. Okay. Rebound is locked in. Mike and Steven, talk it out. It's in Longfellow? It's, it's Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, as far as I can, I can tell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know the Hiawatha one. It's got to be that. So. Yeah, and I know Paul Revere's Ride. So, yeah. Let's do it. They have locked in with Longfellow. Jonathan, what would you have locked in with? Or what did you Longfellow. lock in with? Longfellow. It is Henry Song Wadsworth Longfellow. Man, we could have saved ourselves a lot of time if we'd have gone literature for for 300. That was an insta-get. 
Jonathan and Leah, you're up. Do you want to know uh, what the questions only you have 300 left? left is hodgepodge? Yes. So far, hodgepodge has been liquor and food. Ugh. I'm well, not gonna lie. I'm a little bit scared of hodgepodge. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that either. There's and, a 200 left in tourism. If you want to do that. Yeah, let's do that. I. I mean, I. Out of all, the, I mean, they're all 100 and 200s. Besides that, so I. I mean, I feel good with getting the 100 or 200s of any of these questions, but. Yeah. Yeah, let's do tourism for 200. And you have found our next bonus question. It's a bonus it worth two 5,000 bonus points. Yeah. Two points. Ah. Darn. Boo. Here's your question. What now defunct Las Vegas casino was home to Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack in the 50s and early 60s before a dispute over his line of credit at the casino drove Frank Sinatra to the nearby Caesar's Palace? Bonus two points if you can tell me what casino was built where this old casino used to be in the early 90s. Mike and Steven, do you want to rebound? Uh, nope. Nope. No, sir. That's not good. I, I, I'm beginning to think. I'm beginning to think that me being raised, you know, by Italian-Americans from New England is not translating to the rest of the U.S. So I apologize. <laughs> but Jonathan and Leah talk it out. Uh, Leah, how much do you know about, um, casinos? Um, I know very little. Um, I've been to Vegas twice. There was a famous one that got torn down and I'm trying to remember the name of it. Did his question tell us what year it was? What? Did the question tell us what year it got torn down? No, it told us what year they rebuilt it or they built a new one on top of it. It's not so. I, there's old, there's old ones and there's newer ones, right? And if it's right. near Caesars, then it's on the current strip, but not the old Vegas strip over there on the uh, whatever street that is. Um, I feel like there was one called the Stardust that's not there anymore. Something like that. Yeah, that one. The only thing I know about that one is that Zach and Kelly got married there on Saved by the Bell, um, wedding in Las Vegas, and it got torn down. Like. I don't know. So they got married in 1994 on the TV show or whatever. And so it got torn what, down sometime after that. Um, what year was the new one built, uh, Chris? It was in the early 90s. Oh, then it probably wouldn't have been that one. Because I know they got married in Las Vegas. Their special uh, was in 1994 because I watched it when I was like, uh, Yeah. So, I mean, screen. the name, the one that that's frustrating me, the one that comes to mind is Flamingo. But that's still there. There's one like that though. It's it's an older sounding casino name. It's just an era a bygone era kind of thing. Okay. And I cannot remember it. Do we need let to me, get like, the regular to here. get the bonus? No. So we can still get the bonus without the regular. Because I can have a guess about the bonus, but I'm not. Sure. I mean, near, near Caesar's Palace. Um, dude, what's the that, that's uh, like across the street from? Uh, when was the Bellagio built? Mm, I, don't know. I feel like the well, it's been the there Bellagio a while. is like right on the strip. I was thinking for the bonus, the Venetian. I know the Venetian is right n- near Caesar's Palace. I just don't know what the history around it is i just know that when i visited i remember we went to caesar's palace but we didn't go to the venetian but it was around the same area and okay, we thought about well, it but we bad. didn't go um let me I, I need a minute to think here okay let me just kind of work my brain a bit here Fairlane. Fair, uh f something's about f because i'm thinking stardust so that would have been mid to late 90s the sands casino Oh, that's not bad. I'm not, I like, I went just like three or four years ago, and I know it was not around then, but I've heard of it. But I don't know where it would be located, like on the strip. I've just heard of that one. Yeah, it's not coming to me. The Sands is as good a guess as anything, honestly, if you want to go with that. I, Do you think I, that that's not around anymore? Like, are you confident that, that one's not? I don't remember the Sands being there when I went there a couple of years ago. Okay. Um... I don't think it's right. I feel like there's another name that I'm just not coming up with. I know. I can't um, think of anything right now. So, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine with a stand, the Sands or Stardust if you want to go that way. 
Okay, let's, well, and I know, like I said, like, I know the Sands, or the Stardust was around in 94, but I know it wasn't there in 2017 or 18, whenever I went last time. But the Sands seems older in my mind. Oh, what about the Palms? Is there a Palms? It doesn't sound familiar to me. Hmm, Okay, maybe I'm making that up. All right, let's do Sands. Okay, let's do Sands, and then there's... Bonus, like I said, I just, you can do the Venetian. That's fine. Okay, I just know. I just remember that when I went, it was in the general area, and we could have gone there, but we didn't. So I've never been to the Venetian, but I know it was near Caesar. It's so. near there. I've I've been to it. Oh, okay. uh, new, when did New York, New York get built? That's right in that area too. Well, yeah, I, I have no idea. I just know that New York, New York is near MGM Grand and stuff. I don't know where it is in Ven- in relation to. Okay. This yeah, we can we can do the Venetian. That's fine. Okay. So. Um, a needle pulling thread. Leah. Um, I'm a big Rat Pack fan. Yeah, I know. I love like to me there's not a whole lot much better than than listening to Sammy, Frank, and Dean riff on each other. And I had a, a photo hanging up in our bedroom when we first started dating. It was Frank Dean, Sammy Davis Jr., Peter Lawford, and Joey Bishop standing in front of a hotel. I don't know who any of those with their are. sign. And it was a sign advertising the appearance of all five of them at the Sands Hotel. What? Boom. Oh, my Lord. Son of a gun. How long did we debate that? I feel like it's been like an hour. Every question feels like it's an hour. (laughs) (laughs) On top of that, Howard Hughes bought the Sands. That's what prompted the limiting on Sinatra's credit. Howard Hughes had the hotel torn down, and the Venetian was oh built on top gosh. of it. Oh my god! Well done. That should be worth way more than two points. Well, I'm telling like you right now. So, there. the rule of thumb is just listen to Leah's gut because oh she, gosh. she, she honestly, she would be winning oh. this game if I wasn't here. Where is this coming? I feel like it's just no. from living with you, maybe. Like, because I do not that, remember this stupid picture that, that we're talking make. about. Like, I would be like, the, just the fact that she knows Chris. Yeah, I, I feel like, like that's the only if, reason. If I've you Google Rat Pack Sands, Google image search, it's like the first one down there. And it's literally the five of them in front of the casino is in front of their, their sign out front. And it's this big Sands picture. And then it's got all five of their names in those little block letters. No, I don't remember. You had this picture in your house? I had it in my bedroom. Yeah, I don't remember any of I that. I wasn't looking at your pictures, yeah. dude. Yeah, we were going to your bedroom. <laughs> she I wasn't was looking not, at the man either. Happy Calm down. About this. I was not looking at the Rat Pack. That's Because I didn't even know who the Rat Pack was until I started dating you. So I definitely wasn't paying attention. See, he, he's thought for years that that's who you're fantasizing about. Mm-hmm. It, it's really weird. I don't even know who these people are. Oh, oh Dean Martin? Gosh. Go look at him. You'll fantasize about him later. I fantasize about Dean Martin. Oh, I think that's your favorite, yeah. right? Is I love Dean Martin. Or is it Sammy no, Davis? I don't know. There's it's one you talk about voice is like more. butter. Oh, it is. It is. Oh, okay, I love Okay, whatever. We get those points, right? Yes, you got the good. points. 202 points to oh, Leah and Jonathan Lord. as we bring this back over to Mike and Steven. Oh, good Lord. What is left available? Um, 100. The only high point question left is a 300 point hodgepodge. Everything else is 100 that's points. Wh- that's what I was thinking. And that's what I want. Give me 300 points in hodgepodge. 300 points in hodgepodge. Your category is in U.S. history. What was the only one of the 13 original colonies that did not send a delegate to the Constitutional Convention? Mm. Leah or Jonathan, do you want to rebound? I do. Do it. I do. I do. I do. I do. It is locked in. Mike and Steven, talk it out. I know this one. It is the state that is both completely landlocked and has and Rhode coast. Island. Yeah. Yes. I was th- I was thinking Rhode Island as well. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Rhode Island. Yeah. Rhode Island and Providence plantations. They have locked in with Rhode Island. Jonathan, what did you say? I I just like to point out that Stephen and Mike are a really really good duo. Uh, I went with Rhode Island. This is why we don't put them on the same team together, Christopher. Well, I know for next time. <laughs> yeah. It is Rhode yeah, Island. Generally Nicely speaking, that the, the strategy is just put Steven against me so he can kick my ass. You guys you guys are just like, oh yeah, no, it's this it's this thing, easy peasy, that are on really, really hard questions. Jonathan and Leah, you're up. 
So, Leah, do you want to get uh, 100 points in entertainment? I know <laughs> sure. you like entertainment. So, yeah, I say we go entertainment. I mean, that's where I feel strongest, so. Cool. Why not? 100 points in entertainment. In 2013, what band became the first to travel to all seven continents to play a concert when it performed at Argentina's Antarctic base Carlini to a crowd of around 130 people? This concert was appropriately named Freeze Em All. Mike and Steven, do you want to rebound? Oh, motherfucking hell yes. <laughs> All right, I'm going to bow out. Jonathan and Leah, you are free to talk it out. Do you know this one? I have some logic. I don't know it for sure, but Metallica, uh, their first album was Kill Em All. And uh, Antarctica, Antarctica is cold. So, little play on words, freeze them all. I think Metallica is a pretty good answer. They have locked in Metallica. Mike, what did you say? No remorse, no regret, Metallica. It is definitely Metallica. Nicely done. I could use some whiskey in a jar. Mike and Steven, you're up. We're, are we down to 100 pointers? Yep. That is all that is left. And advertising has been killed. I'm sorry, has really? entertainment oh, has, has been killed. Yeah. Steven, your call. Well, he's trying to keep us away from it, so I'm going to go with advertisement for 100. Bang. Advertising. <laughs> and a standard 30-minute television wait, wait, show. Hey, 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 did we not get through? Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, got, I got the rebound in the wrong place. That's what I did, too. <laughs> yeah, but I did it like 20 <laughs> questions into the game. True. <laughs> How many Stellas have you had? Not enough to justify that. <laughs> Here's your 100-point question for advertising. In a standard 30-minute television show, approximately how many minutes are set aside and dedicated to advertising? I Leah, can rebound. Leah has locked in their rebound. Leah, write down your answer. Steven and Mike, talk it out. So I feel like a 30-minute television show usually is actually about 22 minutes when you're streaming it. Yeah, so Which I know. Which like eight minutes for advertising. Yeah, so I know like in the um, old like Rugrats cartoons or whatever where you got two cartoons, they were we're, each 11. We're pulling Rugrats here? Rugrats, pick your Nicktoon of choice. You can go with the Rocks Modern Life. You can go with your Aureal Monsters. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I'm old. I'm sorry. Regardless, the ones where you got those two cartoons with a break in between, those were 11-minute cartoons. So I think you're correct that it's going to be the average. Sounds good. They've locked in eight. Leah, what did you say? We said 22 minutes. You said in the 30-minute television show, there's 22 no, minutes. No, he said eight minutes. Oh, eight I minutes. Know. There's 22 minutes of regular TV shows. I'm sorry. You're correct. It is eight minutes. Nicely done. Advertising is done. Entertainment is done. Leah and Jonathan, you got a boatload of 100-point questions left. Oh, I can't wait. What Let's are we going sports. with? Sports. 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 Whatever. Here's sports. your sports question, and there is a two-point bonus attached to it. What member of the 2016 Chicago Cubs went on to finish second in Dancing with the Stars on ABC? A bonus two points if you could tell me what NFL player won that season of Dancing with the Stars. Do they want to rebound? I'm going to ask them. Mike and Steven, would you like to rebound? Yeah, I would. Steven has locked in his rebound. Leah and Jonathan, what do you think? It's definitely David Ross. That's who's the current manager. Okay. That does sound right to me. Uh, he he was, was very attractive. He was because I, I remember him on Dancing with the Stars. I don't know. I've ever heard David Ross and very. No, attractive. No, he is not an attractive man. I don't know. I, I don't find know him, where. I find him cute. I felt like he has a cute personality. Oh, this bodes right. well for me. Right. I don't know. Um, and David Ross, I think, came in third. Or did you say runner up? I don't remember. Pretty sure who he was came the, in who was the winner? Okay, who was so the we winner? The winner he, is the bonus. He was a he was a football player. 2016, Ray, it could have Ray been Sean, Jerry Rice. Rashawn, it could have been. I want to say Rashawn or Rashawn. Oh, somebody. yeah. I don't know the last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, Rashawn. Uh, I want to say he was a football running player. Running back for the Giants. He came from Jacksonville first. What the hell's his name? I don't know his last name. I guess Rashawn you won't accept first Williams? names. Rashawn Williams? Rashawn. Rashad. No, it's Rashad. Rashad. Rashad <laughs> Williams? Is it Williams? I don't I, I can't think of a last name. I'm just I'm picturing what it looks like because well, I only, I only watched the finale. 
Let's say let's say Rashad Williams. They have locked in with David Ross and Rashad Williams. Steven, what was your answer out of curiosity? Well, I did say David Ross. I didn't really know the bonus, so I just guessed Deion Sanders. But. That would have been great. I think he did ha! win. Didn't he win? I have no idea. I, I think like one of the won. first couple seasons. I don't know either, Smith, but I, I, I will say I watched the first few episodes of Dancing with the Stars because it did have David Ross on it. And I am a diehard Chicago Cubs fan, as my wife and everyone but Jonathan knows. Thank and he God. was partnered with Lindsay Arnold, who is just, she's she's funny. I like I her. She's cute, is. but she's funny. Um, the correct answer for the bonus, you had the right first name. It's Rashad. Rashad Jennings. 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 Oh, I wasn't getting there. See, I was going to take Jackson. way too long. Leah and Jonathan have that one right. Mike and Steven, what are we going with? Your remaining ones are Literature Tribons for 100, HodgePodge for 100, and Tourism for 100. I love the Literature Tribons. Like, I want to do that all day. Personally. Some would say it's an unnatural love. <laughs> so you're going Literature Tribons. Here's your question. What best-selling author has written books titled The Casual Vacancy, The Cuckoo's Calling, and The Tales of Beetle the Bard? Leah and Jonathan and Stephen and Mike talk it out. Some of those were written under a non de plume, but it was definitely J.K. Rowling. It was definitely J.K. Rowling. That was what I was thinking, too. Yes. And that's why it's a 100-point question. It was definitely J.K. Rowling. (gasps) Why couldn't we have gotten that one? Jonathan had that right as well. Yep. Leah and Jonathan, you've got hodgepodge or tourism left. Which one are we going with? Let's do tourism. Here's your 100-point tourism question. What U.S.-based tourist attraction and national monument is on an island that, up until 1956, was referred to as Bedloe's Island? And that's B-E-D-L-O-E. Mike and Steven, would you like to rebound? Well, there's only, like, one chance to rebound left, so we might as well throw something in, right? And waiting on that, Steven. And we're good. Leah and Jonathan, talk it out. I think it's probably the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I was going to say, I can only think of two famous U.S. islands, and one is Alcatraz, and one is Liberty Island, which has the Statue of Liberty. I mean, it's not Alcatraz. I'm Statue okay with of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Woo-hoo. Steven, what did you say? Go America. I guessed Alcatraz. And the correct answer is the Statue of Liberty. Nicely done. Alcatraz wouldn't have changed names in 53. Uh, I believe they're still open in 53. All right, we are on to our last question. The last question is in hodgepodge, and it is going to Mike and Steven. We want a rebound. Yeah, rebound. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do it. All right. Here is your question. Name the U.S. president who defended the slaves who mutinied aboard the ship Amistad. And Jonathan already locked in his rebound, so Jonathan, send that over. He is locked in. Steven and Mike, talk it out. Uh, John Quincy Adams. John Quincy Adams, right? Exactly. Yes. I, I was sitting here like, I hate We've to say all it, but I was seen the, the play, terrible like, movie. Who did Anthony Hopkins portray in the movie? <laughs> That's right. But yeah, I was pretty sure it was Quincy Adams. Yeah. Who said Amistad is a terrible movie? I want you to look at the sideburns going on. On oh, one those sideburns are amazing. Are you, have you seen Martin Van Buren? For God's sakes, he's a hero. True. They're accurate. True. They're yeah. accurate. But they don't go on the McConaughey face. If that dude turned his head, if that dude turned his head sideways like this, he would look like a freaking diamond. Those sideburns are one hundred percent accurate. They are great. All right, the correct answer is John Quincy Adams. Nicely done. That apparently everyone knew but me. Just throwing that out there. Your scores right now, uh, Jonathan and Leah. They have not locked you out. Woo! The scores. The scores right now sit at. 2,802 to 1,704. So here's Even how the if final we question... had gotten the ones right that I messed up, we still wouldn't be winning. <laughs> here's how your final round is going to go. There are up to five categories that you can wager on. It is completely up to you how many points you want to wager on each individual question. But your five categories, if you haven't guessed already are going to be tourism in the U.S., advertising, entertainment, sports, and a literature tri-bond. No hodgepodge? These are what level value of difficulty? Um, 300, I mean, I 400, I, I 500? I think I've proven my, my adeptness at 
providing that information already. <laughs> not well. Um, they are not. I would not put any of them in the 100, 200 region. Okay. But would All you right. put them higher than 400? I would not. I, me, myself, no. I would say they're in the three to 400 range. Okay. If that helps in your planning. No, that's fair. What I need to know, and there are five questions. I need to know what your wager is on those five questions. And you can only wager a combined amount equal to what your current score is. Michael and Steven. Sir. Which, Mm -hmm. how much are we wagering and on which questions? I mean, we, we, we didn't feel strongly about anything. So we just did, we just did a 480 on every single one. They have done. And then we'll have two points left over. 480 on every single question. Jonathan and Leah, what did you do? We did 1,704 points on sports. <laughs> All right. That's confidence right there. Well, oh, honest my God, to God, I if I had listened to you, we would have gotten all four I of the sports questions that. right. Mike, drop if we get it right. Don't drop Mike. We need him. <laughs> no, go ahead. Drop that son uh, yeah, of a bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stephen, while we're at it too, can we drop both of them? Because that would be great. Okay, we're gonna save the sports question for last. Mike and Stephen, you'll be able to talk these out. But being there is no, no dog in the fight for Leah and Jonathan. We'll we'll start with literature tribons. This is gonna be torture because I'll literally every time I get them right in my head, I'll be like, man, we could have put it all on that one. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh boy. I love that wager. Oh my god, I, I, I rest how much I love that wager. That's so fantastic. Steven is not it's, having a good time right now. Well, it's, there's a certain logic behind it. No, I, I, I love it because it's like, honestly, if you beat me or if you beat us, awesome. Here is your literature tribond question. You are free to talk this out. What Irish satirist, essayist, and pamphleteer wrote the following works? An argument against abolishing Christianity, a modest proposal, and a tale of the tub. Obviously, I've left out, I've left out his most known work, but Jack Black ruined it, and we will never mention it again. We could have put 1704 on this one. <laughs> Obviously, you've, looked at, you've left out his second most known work. His most known work oh, is, in fact, a modest proposal of Jonathan I concur with all that. It's Jonathan Swift and Amaz's proposal is his best known. We could eat the babies. I'm sorry, Chris. I love you. Does anyone know you. the the full title of Amaz's proposal? Uh, a modest proposal to eat the babies. <laughs> oh shit! No, no, no like, that, you're right. That's a great question. I love this question. This is a great question. There is a, there is a subtitle. I'm a bird or something. This might be my favorite oh, long, subtitle. Long. The actual pamphlet is called. A modest proposal for preventing children of poor people from being a burden to their parents or country and for making them beneficial to the public. That was wow. the movie yes, name? I love it. No. I love no, it. That's, that's, the, that's the name of a satirical work where Jonathan Swift proposed that people eat their babies because they were starving and they didn't need to feed the babies if they ate them. So it's a win-win. Specifically the Irish babies. Jonathan, yes. can you give me the name of the really bad Jack Black movie that we will not mention? I'm guessing you're going with Gulliver's Travels. It's Gulliver's Travels. I'm so So much hating that we didn't go all in on freaking Jonathan. That was a 100-point question. Right now is called Gulliver Mickey, and it's basically Mickey Mouse at the island of Lilliput. I like that one. No, it's good. Do you remember the bad Ted Danson one that was a made-for-TV movie version? It was bad. Now I want to see it. All right, we are moving on. Literature Tribond is done. The next one is going to be in U.S. tourism. Michael and Steven, going solely based on airport code, which of these airports is busiest when going by total passenger boardings in 2018? Is it LAS, MCO, that's Mike, Charlie, Oscar, EWR, SEA, or LGA? So EWR is Newark. Okay. Which is actually surprisingly busy. So I feel like it might be between that and LGA, which is LaGuardia. Okay. Because, um, Chris, can you, re- can you repeat all those? Yeah, please? what are all of them? LAS, MCO, EWR, SEA, or LGA? 
I don't I don't think it's Seattle and I don't think it's LAX. MCO, I can tell you, is Orlando. M- MCO is Orlando. I, 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 I couldn't remember what that one was. Okay. So, for, for whatever reason, like, and maybe it's because we flew through it on the way to Venice on our honeymoon, but EWR sticks out because it's Newark. And it's like one of those airports you wouldn't think, but it actually is pretty busy. Uh, LaGuardia could be the other one. I say I'm really bad at New York geography, but isn't LaGuardia the smaller of the two airports? That's what I think too. Right? Yeah, I would agree. Okay, what are we going with? And I I don't think there's a whole lot of people flying through Orlando either. I could be wrong. Well, it's Disney World, so right. yeah. I mean, there's a ton of people flying through there for that reason, but literally no other. Oh, connecting? Yeah, you're probably right. You might be right. Let's go with New York then, or Newark if then. Newark. Yep. EWR. EWR. Okay. All right. And they have locked in with Newark. Based on solely on airport code, which of these airports is the busiest when going by total passenger boardings? It's LAS, MCO, EWR, SEA, or LGA. Jonathan and Leah, what would you have said if you had wagered on this out of curiosity? That's tough. Orlando is a major international hub in Florida. Uh, LAS is Las Vegas, which obviously has a lot of traffic. It, it's a toss up to me. I honestly I didn't I wouldn't know. have I wouldn't have been confident at all in any of these. Yeah, I didn't know what any of the initials stood for. I assumed SCA was Seattle, so I assumed that maybe it would get a lot of Asian um connections. But I didn't know what the other four were. Yeah. So So I mean I, I probably would have pushed for Orlando. Okay. And the correct answer is actually Seattle. Oh. No kidding. Okay. Okay. We're moving on to advertising. So you guys have broken even on the first two questions. Yeah, we're yeah we're we're yep we're yeah. we're okay. even because no one wants to go to Seattle, but I guess they fly through there. Seattle yeah. is beautiful. I love Seattle. That's Seattle's kind of nice. Here we go. Advertising, Mike and Steven. The advertisements for Got Milk are run by dairy processors from what state? Well, it's going to be a major dairy state, so right somewhere in the Midwest, right? Maybe? Right, exactly. Um. Wisconsin? I, yeah, I don't. I, I honestly don't have strong inclinations on this one. Um, Wisconsin sounds a good sounds like a good guess. Most of my guesses have been wrong, and most of your guesses have been right. I, I mean, I only say that because Wisconsin cheese, dairy. Right. No, absolutely. That's how, that's how I get there. But. No, I agree. I agree with that. So I, I'm. I don't have a better argument. So okay, I guess we're going with Wisconsin. Yeah. They have locked in Wisconsin. Uh, Jonathan and Leah, what would you have said if you had wagered, if you had any stones at all and decided to wager on this question? I would have been pushing for Wisconsin. I believe it took more stones to bet it all on one question, to be honest with you. (laughs) You're you're right, right, but I can't give you crap for that. I can give you crap for that now and then take that shit later. So Um, the answer is actually the number one producer of milk in the U.S. Believe it or not. It's California. I was, I was just about to say California. Okay. California. Damn it. That was the only other state that popped into my head. Wow. Okay. Katie, uh, Katie, sorry. Leah, that's really good for us. If they All can right. get 800 more points, we would top them. If they get both of the next two right and we get ours right, we will still win. Steven? In hindsight, I actually really love their strategy of just bet it all on the one you feel most confident about. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. I'm just not sure which one that would have been for us. Yeah, I don't know. It's a problem. I would not have said that would have been on, you know, entertainment or on on advertising or tourism. No, and I would have never guessed California for whatever you said. I would have never put my money on literature now that we're talking about it like that. (laughs) I like literature, but your questions are crazy. I don't read. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, maybe I shouldn't have done a literature tribon. But you know what it was with the literature tribon is last time we did this game this way, no one got a single one of my literature tribon questions. No, because right. I was one plane and I remember I got was I here. Most, uh, no, it was me and you and Jeff, Jeff versus, versus Marissa. And, no, it was Tony, uh, Tony and, and Megan. Yeah, Tony and Megan. All right. We're going on entertainment. Mike and Steven, you're the only ones again that have wagered on this. Here so is your question. Okay. What word do the following three things have in common? A pop duo from the 90s and 2000s with five number one hits. A wrestler from the 80s and 90s who won titles in both the WWF and WCW. And a DC comic supervillain who was a founding member of the Injustice Society. Fuck. 
<laughs> I like Man. that answer. Lock it in. The Injustice Society. So Sting oh, God, was the first thing that popped into my head because Sting was an artist and Sting was a wrestler. Okay. I could not tell you the comic reference, but I know Sting was an artist. He dated back to the 80s, not necessarily the 90s. That's all I got. I, I don't know. I, I don't remember Sting being on the Injustice Society. I don't, I, I, I'm not I don't familiar with every version Society of it. The Injustice Society is. Full, full disclosure. I have no well, idea what that is. Could you, hey, could you read the question the again? Society. I am happy to read the question again. What word do the following three things have in common? Oh, okay. A pop duo from the eighty from the nineties and two thousands with five number one hits. Oh. A wrestler from the eighties and nineties who won titles in both the WWF and WCW, and a DC comic supervillain who was a founding member of the Injustice Society. It's 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 just a word, so it doesn't have to be the whole thing. It's, so it's there, not Sting. I, here's the thing: I don't know wrestling at all. If you do, is there a wrestler from that era named Savage? Because Vandal Savage was one of the founding members of the Injustice Society, I'm pretty sure. And- I know nothing about Savage in terms of wrestling, but I know Savage was a was a group. In so the Savage 90s was and a thousands that had a lot of hits. Okay, chick, like Chick Cherry Cola, motherfucker. Like I know Savage. Or Savage <laughs> Garden. <laughs> Savage. Okay, Savage Garden. Vandal there Savage was a Savage. Justice. I don't know. I feel like that sounds like a 90s wrestler name to me. I didn't watch it, but that sounds right. If you're telling it, me there's a group, I can it, tell you that it, there's a Vandal Savage I, in DC Comics. I, 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 yeah, I, I had a life in the 90s, so I don't know wrestlers in the 90s, but I think Savage. as your teammate breaks got, out down, Vandal Savage down. from DC Comics, <laughs> you're talking down to wrestling well, no, wait, fans. Randy Savage. Wait, Randy, Randy Savage was a wrestler in the 90s. Yes. 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 Savage. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I did briefly not have a life in the early 90s, so that's that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Hey, no no disrespect to wrestlers. I I think wrestling is awesome. It's just it's not it has not been my thing for 25 years. It's cool. I love that I love that wrestling is a thing. It has not been my thing since I was 14. But it's awesome. It's a thing. I am very mad that they canceled WrestleMania in Tampa. I was looking forward to that. I had great seats. I I I, I think it is essential in the sense that not Anything else is essential except for wrestling. They have locked in with Savage. Jonathan, what would your guess have been? Oh, yeah, brother. I think I would have gone with the macho man, Randy Savage. Yeah, Savage. Savage Garden, Randy Savage, and Vandal Savage. I literally had my two bands were BB Mac or Savage Garden. And I didn't know a wrestler named BB Mac, but I knew a wrestler that was uh, Savage. So... I want to stand with you on a mountain. That's the only one I knew. I didn't no, know you don't. I want to bathe with you in the sea. I had truly mad. No, you really don't. Want to lay down. I hear Randy Savage no. singing their songs. Shake yeah. a cherry yeah. cola, motherfucker. I want to stand with you on a mountain, brother. That's I only knew truly madly. All right, let's get it. Let's get it on. We're this done. one's for all the marbles on the sports question. They got That's the right. question right. Here's your sports question. Oh, Leah, Lord. if we get this question right, we win the game. There's nothing they can to, do about right. it. I'm going to a new page right. in my notebook. Here we go. And I'm going to apologize in advance. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, no. that paper up higher? And, I don't know if that means this. it's easy or hard. It's either really easy or really hard. Right? Here is your question. Chris was heartbroken earlier this year. As Selection Sunday, a day that I was looking forward to very much, was canceled, and Florida State did not have a chance to make a run at the tournament. But did you know that the NCAA men's basketball tournament dates all the way back to 1939? Back then, only eight teams made the tournament. Now, while the ACC is the cream of the crop when it comes to college basketball, which Tobacco Road current ACC school was the only one of the four to make the 1939 men's basketball tournament? So this seems like it might be easier, except I am not a college basketball person, if you remember earlier. <laughs> so, so we, just, we just chat our things? Yeah, we're going to chat. Oh, if they're, if they're locked in, we could talk out loud, right? They are locked in. Leah and Jonathan talk it out. Okay, so, so Leah, the logic at the end there, he used the word powerhouse in the question, so that eliminates Wake Forest and NC State. They're not powerhouses. 
the two powerhouses we talked about are Duke and UNC. And you're what? saying you don't like Duke because you don't think he'd write a question about Duke with one of the having a let wife. Let me clarify here because if I did that, I apologize. I've been drinking. I don't remember ever saying the word powerhouse. Well, re- then reread your read question. Read the question again? Yeah. Re- yep. Hold on. We read. I could have sworn said. you said powerhouse. What ACC powerhouse? Did you know that the NCAA men's basketball tournament dates all the way back to 1939? Back then, only eight teams made the tournament. While the ACC is the cream of the crop when it comes to college basketball, which Tobacco Road ACC school was the only one of the four to make the original tournament? How did I get the word powerhouse in my head then? If I said, again, I've been drinking, so if I said that, I apologize. That was not the intent, and I don't want to lead anyone towards a right or wrong answer either way. So, Mike and Steven, if you want to change your answer based on whatever. No, I think think we're good. So our logic was... I, I mean, I just don't feel like he would write a Duke question because I know that Mike is... This is me game theory and the people that are playing. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm fine Mike, with that. I'm cool yeah, with because, it. That's fine. Because Mike's wife is a huge Duke fan. I don't think he would put that in there knowing that Mike was playing. Um, I know she... So I don't know physically where Wake Forest is. Do you know physically I, where it is? I don't, but I know it's in North Carolina. Um, I just don't know, like, what city, but I is know it's it in like North Carolina. Yeah, is it like East Coast? Isn't Tobacco Road considered like on the eastern side of the state? And that I do not know. I don't know geography about Tobacco, whatever, road. Okay. Um, But yeah, and so, and like I said, like, I know that Chris roots for FSU, so we watch a lot of teams, like for basketball and football, playing ACC games. And I know Wake Forest, and I know that Duke... Duke or UNC? No, it's Duke. That are both ACC teams. I don't know about the other ones if they're ACC teams or not. Yeah. So no. Well, UNC is definitely ACC. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if here's here's where I'm at. I think we've narrowed it down to logical choices. I don't want to say NC State. Yeah. No, I don't want to either. I don't know anything about NC State, so I have no- nothing. They're the to go Jim Valvano that. team that came out of nowhere in in the early '80s. Um. So. Honestly, your gut has been right more often than not, so I'm willing to defer. I don't have the answer, but you have a track on your husband, I think, and so right. I'm willing to let you pick your choice there. So, so a I bottle think, of rum in. I know, I know, I know. So we're hey. between UNC and Wake Forest. Are those the two that we're choosing from? It sounds like it. Okay, so do you have any? Nope. I don't know where Wake Forest is. I felt like UNC is a tobacco road school. I don't know that for sure, though. I'm not a tobacco guy. Yeah. I don't know. My inclination is to go Wake Forest just because I don't have any, I don't have any knowledge to go on UNC. I would, I mean, I don't know where Wake Forest is. I don't know if that's tobacco road. Right. And I don't know that, that term, like geographically, like a specific area of, of North Carolina that much, but. I'm wagering there's a literal road. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm wagering. <laughs> like a, a, a literal road. Okay. So are you okay with us just guessing Wake Forest? Or would you, because we bet everything on there, or would you rather bet? Honestly, if I would listened to you, then we would have had more points to begin with, and we wouldn't have been stuck with this strategy. So if you want to go with an answer, I'm fine with it. Yeah, because I, I mean, I don't know. Just because I don't feel like I, either of us have a good logic between our guests either way. Um, cause my, my inclination to go against UNC too is the same reason why I wouldn't want to go Duke is because of Mike and because I know that Duke fans hate UNC. So to have UNC as a final answer would okay. give Mike an advantage. I'm, I'm not, I'm not arguing. You're arguing so against yourself. I, you yeah, are. I know. I'm sorry. My game theory is all about how Chris thinks. And so I don't, I don't know. Hey, you know that a lot better than me. Let's not open that box. <sighs> so God. what do you want to go with? I, I mean, my inclination is to go Wake Forest, but I'd hate to lose the game going that way. Do what you think is right. <sighs> Stop just staring. I mean, uh, okay, let's... Uh, at least if we lose on this, it's losing on our podcast. If we were going on Trivial Warfare and we did this, then I would let John... If we went on Trivial so. Warfare, we'd get our ass kicked. Oh, for sure, 100%. Trust me, I've lost more games at Trivial Warfare than anybody. Okay. You're um, on every game. I mean, yeah. 
I've won more than anybody too. That's true. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm good at losing. It's not going to hurt my feelings. Oh, Need right. an answer. All right, let's just go. Wake yeah, Forest. Wake Forest final answer. All they right, Wake Forest. In. They have locked in Wake so, Forest. Ballsy call. Why did we bet all of our points on this one? It should have gone with uh, with the literature tribon. Just saying. Oh no, because he would have gone well. there. <laughs> I didn't there know. There we that go. One. Mike and Steven, what was your answer? Well, <laughs> we're, we're they either won or they lost because we went Wake Forest as well. And I can tell you, one hundred percent, they ate fucking Duke because Duke yeah. didn't become a thing until the seventies. <laughs> yeah, we had to go with Wake Forest because. There has to be some reason Wake Forest was considered a value at some point in history. So we figured basketball before anyone gave a shit. All right. Right. Let us get out of suspense. It's late night. Come on, buddy. It's It's midnight. What's the answer? For like five hours. Come on. And your correct answer is Wake Forest (laughs) University. Jonathan and Leah pull it out of nowhere at the end. Let it never be said that I cannot be taught. I learned in the first half of this game to listen to Leah's gut because it's on point. And God help me, the whole time I'm sitting there saying, go with your answer, I'm thinking, I hate this answer. I hate this answer. I hate this answer. (laughs) And she did it again. She nailed it. She did. You, you, You may appreciate this. Chris texted me earlier today and said, there is a wager component at the end of this game. And I literally <laughs> replied, ah, yes, my Achilles heel. The wager. <laughs> it's a I strength of mine, so actually. On wagers. I win a I, lot I, of games on I, wagers. I, I feel like if you just don't make me wager anything, right. I can beat most people head to head. Yes, it's you, the wager that kills me. You guys definitely would have beat us, like, for sure. Well, you obviously. Guys, well, like, no, so no, it does I'm impressed. That, that, that honestly might be the best strategy at the end of the game that I've ever seen. That was beautiful. Jonathan, was that your idea or Leah's idea? Uh, that, oh, that, that was me. That, that had was to be my mind. In my mind, it sports. didn't. So here's here's the logic for it. For oh, me. I love that. We had been missing questions at the highest points for a while, and these were going to be high point difficulty questions. If we spread out our chances, then there's no way we were getting all five right. We had to get it down to where it was a yes or a no thing that we either get it all or we don't because otherwise we're not going to win. No, that was that was beautiful. And 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 me and Steven had the kind of opposite approach. We're ahead, so we're going to go, yep. I don't feel any confident about any one of these more than the other, so we'll just spread it out evenly across everything. Well, the interesting choice well for done. you would have been to not bet all of your points. Well, if you would have if you would have picked true. a couple of good categories and put a uh, somewhat wager, but not all of the wager there, that that might have been an interesting option. To be fair, it was Mike that texted in or Mike that sent in "Go big or go home." So, oh, I said that too. <laughs> the hell of a game, everybody! It is a late night here in Florida, so we're gonna go. We're gonna call it quits. Uh, before we do, Jonathan, how can our listeners find you? Uh, well, I mean, they can find me at TrivialWarfare.com. Uh, we have a host of trivia shows and game shows. You have Trivial Warfare, which is the flagship. You have Trivial Warfare Blitz. You have uh, Foreplay, where one thing always leads to another. And uh, you have Things That Are Blank, which is a game that's kind of a combination of Taboo and uh, $100,000 Pyramid. They're all a lot of fun. We enjoy doing them. And if you enjoy shows like this, you'll probably enjoy shows like that. They are a lot of fun. I can speak for it because I subscribe to every single one of them. For the Pub Trivia Experience, though, find us on Instagram, on Facebook, at Pub Trivia Experience, on Twitter, at Pub Trivia Pod, because reasons. <laughs> PubTriviaExperience.com, or if you have questions or if you want to be a part of the show, email us, PubTriviaExperience at gmail.com. For the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris. I've been Leah. I'm Mike. Steven. And I'm Jonathan. Have a great week, everybody.
York's exciting motel exhibit. For reservations, call call toll-free 1-800-759-3000. Yes, I called that number at the Plaza Hotel when I was like 10 years old when I watched Home Alone 2 Lost in New York all the time. So I was between two questions. The t- what, what is it? The two hotels. The Plaza Hotel and the Waldorf Astoria. Because oh. for some reason, I was feeling more confident about that than I was the Plaza Hotel, which I only know from Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. For reservations, call toll-free 1-800-759-3000. I don't know I, what I the answer is. I just want to say, for the record, in terms of people in Home Alone 2 who I thought would eventually be president of the United States, my money was on Brenda Fricker. No, the mom. The mom is okay. so just good. It out there. So what's the answer? Ugh. Maybe that I'm sorry, been... Chris. We love you. What are you apologizing to me for? <laughs> Apparently, that was an easy question. Again, I just learned to read last week, so don't hold this too that's, much against that's me. Fair. He's, that's fair. He's been stressing all week. He's been sending these questions to so many people because he's we... like, are these too hard? Are these too easy? I just don't know. I got to get The 200-point question was David McCullough. The 400-point <laughs> question was, was God even remembers. I don't remember. But Longfellow... That was the 300 point. It fit right in there. All right. Jonathan, I wasn't going to say it, but yes. <laughs> I couldn't tell you one song they sing. I just told you one. It's called No Remorse. Oh, yeah. oh okay. And apparently she, something about uh, She them survived all the Blitzkrieg happily. Something. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know. And I think. Side, side, side point Martin Van Buren has the distinction of being the only one of our 45 presidents that does not trace a lineage to King John. He's also the only one that didn't speak English as a first language. Which, coincidentally, are kind of co- correlated. Yes, they but are. Okay, I believe let's he was brag Dutch. about okay. all the stuff you guys know that weren't actually asked. Um, we're sitting here saying this and Jonathan's going, I knew that. Stop talking, asshole. <laughs> right, exactly. 